Today's football news is with thanks to Fuji Clean, manufacturing sewer treatment plants since the 60s with over 3 million systems installed around the globe. Call 1300 733 619 or visit fujiclean.com.au. Well, time to talk uh, football, and I'm delighted to say we're back at uh, full strength in terms of football knowledge with the return from leave of James Clark. Morning, James. Hello, boys. Took and him five minutes to get in here. He's putting his boots on outside <laughs> of there in the hall. Cristiano Ronaldo style. It's probably not the most opportune time to talk to a Manchester <laughs> United fan, but we have former soccerer Scott McDonald on the line. Morning, Scotty. How are you feeling? Morning, guys. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're not going to be talking about Manchester United anymore. Yeah. We don't need any Fergie time this morning. We just want it uh, over and over and done with, don't we, Scott? It's uh, it's been a it's been a wonderful game, um, and highlighted by the fact that um, Eric Eric Ten Hag uh, just his uh, selections this morning, going with Marcus Rashford yep. up front and not not Ronaldo, and, and playing a really high press. It, can you explain to the people, you know, who don't understand what a high press uh, game is, uh, and it, it's a very difficult uh, ploy against a team such as Liverpool? Well, it certainly is with the team of Liverpool's dynamic uh, pace, particularly in the attacking positions, and they like to run in behind you. It is a gamble, but it's a gamble that looks like it's going to pay off uh, this morning. And you mentioned no Ronaldo, but one bigger than that when you're going to high press, he's not picked Harry Maguire to yeah. be one of those to go and do it. The captain of the club on the bench tonight, um, or this morning rather here, um, which I think is the right decision. I think he's been really, really poor for some time now. And I think, uh, you know, when you've got someone like the the caliber of Varane fit um, and you sign Martinez from my Ajax, that's preparing now. You've got to go with it. And a real statement, not even to bring on Ronaldo tonight, tells you exactly where that is. And I think it's a great move from Ten Hag. And you're always going to say that when... when you're winning games, and if they win this one, then it really puts him in a strong position, you know, with the support and, and probably with the media as well in terms of that as well and, and how they go forward. So, um, But you have to now turn the screws on Liverpool. It's been a really, really shaky start for them if they get beat today. Um, and Manchester United go above them. So you almost look at it and go, is their league title hopes almost over already? Yeah, and what... What can a win like this do for a club like Manchester United? You like they've got Casemiro, who's um, they presented him to the uh, the faithful at Old Trafford this morning, uh, coming from Real Madrid. We know his pedigree. We know how successful he has been at Real Madrid and how many trophies he's won. Uh, him watching on this morning and seeing this, what's that going to do? And what's that going to do for the playing group? Seeing uh, having Casemiro uh, join the group. Look, I think it's a, a really wonderful added addition to the club. They've been looking for that midfielder for some time now. And look, again, the selections of McTominay and Fred have just not been good enough. They're not good enough for Manchester United you know, to, to go and breach top four. They need a bit of quality. They need some class and experience in there. A guy who's won four Champions Leagues, I think, uh, you know, obviously at the wrong age now in terms of 30 years of age. However... It's all about the short-term game for Manchester United right now. They can't look long-term because the panic button has been pressed. And, uh, you know, Eric Ten Hag taking over, they need results instantly to, to give him some sort of stability. So bringing in the likes of Casemiro is a great addition. I think they'll be, you know, they'll be trying hard to get one or two more in just before the window shuts as well. But for the confidence of the players, it will do them the world of good. But I think the games like this, you know, you know they're all rivals. Liverpool coming to Old Trafford. It's a game you can always get up for, get high intensity. You know what you need to do. 
it's when the Brentfords, the Brightons and the Fulhams and, and the likes of you have to play against you have to give the same performance, and that's going to be the testing time for Manchester United. Yeah, there's not going to, there doesn't seem to be, there's not going to be any easy games this season. Even some of the the, the lower clubs, like we saw Leeds beat uh, Chelsea, and but uh, a rejuvenated Newcastle against Man City. I, I think this was, I mean, other than this morning, Scott, this was a, a quality game, and and Newcastle just went into that game with absolutely no fear. They were up three one at one point. Um, St. Maximum, he was just incredible running at, jo- uh, at Stones all, all uh, game. Um, they, were, they were in that game, uh, but it was the class of, you know, uh, of City that just uh, came <coughs> to the fore in the, in the end. Well, that's the thing, isn't it, with Pep Guardiola's Manchester City? How many times have we seen them do this? They did it on the final day of last season to, to win the league itself. Um, they're never beaten, um, and you never feel fully comfortable against Manchester City, even if you are a couple of goals up, but you talked about that man, uh, St. Maximum. He's like uh, you know an old player from the past for, for Newcastle United. The fans, the Geordie fans, will be absolutely loving watching him right now. He reminds me a little bit of like a David Ginola type, yeah. you know, running at players, full force, you know, no care in the world. I just want to attack with a ball, and he's wonderful to watch. It's great. It's a throwback for me, and it's wonderful to, to see players like that in the, in the Premier League and, you know, with the ability to do that and, and, and no fear to take players on. It's, it's great for young players to watch or young players or young aspiring kids as well to watch that type of play. Scott, it's becoming a very expensive season already for Thomas Tuchel. It was $35,000 a uh, fine and a one-match touchline ban for that run-in with an Antonio Conte last week. And now he's been hit with a, a uh, charge by the FA against referee Anthony Taylor from the same game with his suggestion that Taylor should never referee another Chelsea match again. Yeah, well, he was a little bit upset and he, he obviously you know, stepped over the line. And it'll be interesting to see what happens at Chelsea. I, I did say with the preseason that they had, all was not well, you know, within the camp at Chelsea. And, and it does seem that way. And, and I don't think they've really, you know, rescued their goal-scoring troubles that they had of last season. Obviously, Lukaku's gone. Sterling, you know, hasn't really hit the ground running for, for Chelsea as yet. Um, they'll be looking for him to, to, you know, add goals to his game. But again, Different style, different type of system than, than what he's used to playing at Manchester City. So um, there'll be a lot of pressure on him moving forward. And, yeah, you just wonder if Abramovich was in, still in charge, how long would Tuchel have? We just don't know what the new owner's sort of, if he's trigger-happy or not, and, and he's willing to sort of wait and, and give Tuchel time. But, again, that, that word time, time will tell, won't it? You know, But they'll need uh, some results quick because... You know, there's some real top-quality teams now all trying to race for that top four. And you mentioned Tottenham there, and I I really love what Conte's done with them already this season. They look like a real powerhouse. And Arsenal, my goodness, you know, this time last year they had three losses out of three. They've got three wins out of three. So, you know, Arteta seems to be turning it around there also. Yeah, keep a lid on that, would you, mate? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just tend for that one. But they're, they're going along lovely. Uh, well, you have a look at this time last season. They were uh, zero and three, and now they're three and zero. So it's uh, it's it's been a great start for Arsenal. But but interestingly enough, in that uh, after that Chelsea Chelsea loss, Thomas Tuchel said they were the better team despite losing three nil. Um, that that's a bit disrespectful. Um, I'm finding uh, Tuchel like, and he's an angry man at the moment. He's he's under a lot of pressure, but um, that's pretty disrespectful. And I, I think a lot of other teams will look at that and go, you know what, we can. Uh, we can go go to Stanford Bridge and we can beat this team. 
Yeah, look, I, th- I think sometimes when you're a head coach, though, you do have the, the, the tinted goggles on, though, Clarkie. Yeah. And I, I think some of that a lot of the time as well is to, to play up to the media and to play up to your fans and, and psychologically actually give them something, you know, and say, hey, actually, he's right. We, we did play well on the day and, uh, you know, we were just we just didn't score the goals. It will fool some, but it won't fool the majority. That's the thing. But um, I can see where he's coming from there in a managerial position, whether it's respectful or disrespectful. I think they did have a lot of chances before the goal, you know, was scored from Leeds. They, they were in good they were in good form at that point. Um, but you have to take your chances, and that's a difference. You know, Leeds United were absolutely excellent, uh, you have to say, on the day. And, thoroughly deserved it and, and just run over the top of Chelsea in the end after they got the first goal. So there was no answer for it. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting uh, Premier League this year, guys. It's it's going to be neck and neck for that top four. And, and certainly it's going to be very interesting at the bottom as well because you know West Ham, for the glorious season they had last year, have had a poor start as well. But we're only three games in. So, you know, I'm saying Liverpool, you know, their title hope's over. But you know, I wouldn't discount anyone right now because, like you said there, Clarky, there's going to be a lot of points dropped along the way, I feel. Well, you've got to cut uh, Tuchel a bit of slack. I see he had to arrive to Leeds by bus, even though the players could fly. He said we had to come by bus, so all of a sudden we were behind the eight ball. So <laughs> that's the sort of uh, difficulties you've got to face uh, when you're a manager <laughs> to go from Chelsea to Leeds. Yeah, the sacrifices you have to make for your players, eh? <laughs> you, you think... You think with all the money probably had, he could have bought himself a uh, private jet himself, yeah, you know, that's a right. private charter. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the billionaire owner would have would have sorted him out. Probably, obviously, too late, and there was only so many seats on it, which is interesting, <laughs> I, I must say. Um, but I was just want to touch on as well, guys. Yeah, world like... football, you know, in terms of France, uh, you know, Kylian Mbappe scoring after eight seconds, eight seconds for yeah. PSG on the weekend. Um, an absolute rout, you know, seven seven goals, got a hat-trick, Neymar got a couple, so the infighting there seems to be all kissed and made up. And then, uh, obviously, Bayern Munich as well, winning, you know, 7-0 as well. Mane getting on the score sheet a couple of times. They look phenomenal, you know, with the loss of Lewandowski and bringing Mane in. Uh, Sane was wonderful as well. They look like they're going to be a real force in the Champions League. And Barcelona got their first win of the season as well, as, re- as well as Real Madrid just doing what they normally do. Yeah, and... Uh... Big mention, too, to, to Celtic. They're unbeaten in their last 36 games. Mm. Uh, so, Ange, and with another record, he had that record with the, in the A-League with the Raw, didn't he? Like, uh, unbeaten um, games with the Raw, but uh, doing great things with Celtic, and they're, they're flying at the moment. They really are, and you just don't see the loss coming. You really don't. You turn up every, every week, you speak to people back there, and it's just like, well, how many are we going to win by? Um, they're playing that that good right now with so so much full of confidence you know watching Ange after the, the game itself and the press conference you can see he wasn't still happy though he no. wasn't happy with the performance um he thought it was a bit sticky on the day and he never really took a you know enough of their chances again and that's the one thing he keeps going on about you know we've got to take more chances he, he wants to be more ruthless um but it's all looking very very well for them you know albeit you know Rangers dropping Two points as well on the weekend, drawing 2-2 at, at Hivernian with another big game for them coming up midweek in the Champions League qualifier against PSG with that at 2-2 in the tie. Um, so that's a big game for them and they have one eye on that. But, you know, Celtic are just, you know, going along nicely right now. Good on you, Scott. Always a pleasure. We'll chat to you later in the week and get your selections for week four in the English Premier League. Enjoy this well, win this morning. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys.